I used to be a decky up here years ago, on a Burns Philip lugger. Is that so? He considers the floor for a moment, takes aim, then spits black juice in a concentrated stream. You'll need a better compressor than's on Matilda. I got a nice reconditioned Seab and Gorman pump out the back. Only used on Sundays by a little old lady. <laughs> he laughs at his joke, then starts to cough. I'll fix up the one I've got, thanks. He shrugs. Suit yourself. So, you can't help me then? About the crew, don't be too hasty. The back of my neck is starting to sweat. I move my hands below the counter so he can't see they're shaking. Got your recruiting permit for the blacks? Yeah. I might know where there's a mob would want to sign up some boys. At last. He's looking at the money I've put down. I add a couple of notes. Seems I recall where they are. How lucky for me, I say dryly. I need a diver too. Then you'll be needing a jap. He turns side on and starts wiping an empty shelf with a greasy rag. Bit tricky, that. Most chaps are tied up with their letters of calling. I'll have to put me thinking cap on again. He takes a deep breath. The tip of his tongue shimmies across his upper lip. I unfold another note. Seems I recall there's one or two blokes greedy enough to go on a wages boat with a white fella. Lots of greedy people in the world, eh? Wouldn't know about that. Only know about people trying to make ends meet. He's lost the power of speech again. Inwardly, I'm seething, wondering how that thinking cap of his would look rammed halfway down his throat. But I hold my temper. If you go over to the divers' club on the other side of town... There's a Jap over there might be willing to go out with you while his regular crew are on layoff. He winks. Got himself some money troubles. I look down at the counter. Seems him and me have already got something in common. Hearing the boo horn. Small licks of the paintbrush. Matilda's anchored in T.I. Harbour and I'm touching up her mast when the roar sets me back on my heels. Impossible to tell where it's coming from. The slow, winding whine, and then the deep bass boom is everywhere. My gaze flicks to starboard, but there's only the half-moon shoreline and a dozen pairs of hands casting out a fishing net. Further up, there's bungalows and palm trees. The Christian church, the neat... European gardens, but not the howling beast, I expect. Then they appear to port, a dozen incoming luggers racing along the harbour, sails quivering, wires singing. The riggings are hung with shell meat, to boast how much mother of pearl is in the holds below. The islanders are on deck with their white boo horns. Each shell is the size of a grown man's head, and they're blowing through the mouth-sized openings till their lungs give out and each giant shell winds up and roars.
News from the mainland. The newspaper's two weeks old. I sit on my landed lugger in the blazing sun and turn each double page as carefully as if it's the hinged mouth of a snake. Finally, I've been through it all. There's no mention of my brother Ted, no picture of his body washed up at Roebuck Bay, no pencil-drawn likeness of me without the beard that now covers the scar, no reward for the whereabouts. I breathe out, then turn to the comics for the latest adventure of Felix the Cat. Too many years in the sun. Today's salt sprays prickly powder on the skin. The scaly patches on my arm.